0: Hi folks, uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we start this podcast. This podcast was recorded only a couple of hours ago with journalist, Gaza-based journalist, um, Issam Adwan, and it's about the conflict and the escalation that's seen 10 people die, including a 5-year-old uh, little girl yesterday uh, and what happened since then uh, and the political tensions within Israel that may see this carry on for a number of days, unfortunately. Uh, I hate to do this, but this podcast relies on you we don't have any ads or sponsors we need people to help us keep doing these have these conversations and the only way we do that is if you join us at patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack there are thousands of people listening and only a few people chip in and we are very grateful for every single one of you but please if you can keep us going help support the podcast this work i believe matters and if thousands of you are listening you must be getting something out of it um I hate to labour the point. It's just as simple as that. We don't have. We rely purely on your generosity to keep it going. And there's lots of additional content for that. And I mean, and I don't mean to sound smart, but there is tons of additional content. You've already this week alone. I think there's three or four patron exclusives out there, including a great conversation with Professor Richard Murphy on the events. And if you've followed Richard on social media, you will understand why we were so keen to get him on. Uh, and there's a lot more coming. I think it's over a thousand podcasts now at this stage. But nonetheless. Um, have a listen to this uh, this difficult conversation. In what we, We've covered this conflict for a number of years now, and unfortunately I sound a bit downbeat because I feel very downbeat, but Islam was terrific with his time, uh, and it gives a great understanding of how things are right now on the streets of Gaza. Thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for rating, reviewing, all those things. But if you could, one last time, patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack, It helps keep this project going. Thank you, Hello, and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves, and I am back on air uh, disappointingly back on air. And then listeners yesterday will have heard us talk about, you know the the escalating tensions in Gaza and what was what was being seen to happen, where tanks were being moved to the border, the crossings were being closed, and the signs seemed imminent. And I kind of tried to hold out hope that maybe we weren't going down this path again, but unfortunately, we have seen bombardments we have seen. The killing of, of innocent civilians and indeed the assassination of a leader of Islamic jihad and the, 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 murder of a five-year-old child. Um, and more and more bombardments are taking place in one of the most tightly packed condensed civilian situate areas in the world. Uh, and I, look, I won't. I won't delay this because this is a difficult t- topic, and it's also something that we know time is of an essence to talk to. So I'm delighted to be joined by by an activist, a journalist in in Gaza, first time on the Tortoise Shack. Uh, Isam Adwan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, Isam. And and first of all, can I ask how are you? Um, I know you've been covering this for for years now, but yet another conflict, and how are you holding up yourself?
1: Yeah, thank you, Tony, for hosting me. Uh. Um, I can say I'm, I'm well, I mean, we have all suffered this multiple times, this is the fifth time in less than 15 years, despite that this, these 15 years have been filled with the demonization, siege, land, air and sea as well, so I'm not really fine, hopefully things will be better, you know, once we start to realize that our words matter and, you know, uh, helping Palestinians does not really require much of the understanding for the political situation, but it um, it, it really needs a human sense, basically human sense.
0: Yeah, and 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 again, like you know, fifteen years of of uh, of of, oh, like it's it's simply been an occupation. And I, like we, one of the difficulties we we've had, Sam, is that you know we know from experience that electricity is is hard to come by. And I know we had to we had to remove this uh podcast because you needed to get access to electricity to charge your devices and we find out today that one of the largest electricity points um, plants in in the region is shutting down so your your electricity is going to be further limited can you give me a sense just in terms of the infrastructure how that how challenging this is now at the moment and 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 how difficult it, it's facing ordinary uh citizens of Gaza
1: yes so, just to put you in the context, Gaza has been seized since 2006-2007 and with an absolute intention to suffocate the strip from every almost dimension of a human being's existence, including the electricity, the providence of the fuel, to the Gaza Strip throughout, because Gaza has only two access points uh, in and out, which is the one between Gaza and Israel, and the other one between Rafah, the southern city of the Gaza Strip, and Egypt. And both, of course, are controlled by policies of Israel. Uh, so due to the huge shortage of fuel providing, including the past five days to Gaza, the uh, the main electricity uh, uh, plants is de- declaring that the, that it will be shutting down in the next 15 minutes. So it's really difficult for us to work amid these uh, circumstances, because you have always to remain awake during the the available hours of electricity. And I'm talking about regularly eight hours Mm. a day. And now with the huge shortage of fuel, we are talking about uh, about less than four hours a day. So uh, maintaining your electricity and uh, charging your batteries, your devices as well, Is really challenging because sometimes those four hours of electricity, they're happening at midnight and after midnight. Yes, the situation currently is, I would say, is tensed. But in in normal days, you can't really wake up after the midnight to charge your batteries, to continue and cope up with the life, with a life like this, just Mm. in simple words
0: um it really is very like i mean you know long time listeners will recall all the conversations we had with Hannah Salah and her love of ice cream and the fact that they couldn't keep ice cream yeah. solid because there was no there was no uh, exactly. refrigeration you know so when you put that like i know that's i'm i'm trying to make light of what is a very difficult and 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 yeah. and, and dark situation can i can i can I ask you my understanding that, um, again, yet again, the propaganda war has broken out already. And there were claims made that the five year old Ala Kadum, who was killed, was the daughter of the Islamic Jihad commander Taisir al Jabari. But I believe that is untrue. That is, that is not the case. Is that your understanding?
1: Even if that's the case. Would it really would it really be possible to kill a five year old child even if she is the daughter of a jihadi Islamic commander? That doesn't make any sense. A child is a child, no matter who or she, he, or she belongs to. I mean, the family members. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not aware if she's the daughter or not. But even this justification shows the mentality of the Israeli uh, occupation as much as the, the media outlets, including the, the Western media outlets, is that they are, showing the Palestinians that they are terrorists, despite, mm-hmm. uh, half of the Gaza Strip's population, they are youth, they are below, uh, 20 years old, and. During the escalation, uh, during the wars happened on Gaza of 2008, 2012, 2014, and 2021, and now 2022. Huge numbers of them they died. uh, They were killed by the Israeli uh, occupation. I mean, a huge number. They are children. They are women. So there is there is absolutely no justification to murder a five year old child. But the justification happens whenever Israel does it. If if yeah, I, Russia does, for instance, you will see lots of Western media uh, rushing and in, in, I mean articles about how inhumane the Russian uh, occupation is. Mm,
0: I I agree, and and I I I feel like I'm just doing I'm just asking the question because I, again the propaganda war always kicks off. You know we've seen it with the murder of journalists. We've seen it. We've seen some of the most you know horrendous denials and and, and these situations and, you, know, tony, you
1: know tony what is really essential to realize in that because the propaganda is always is always the same i mean no matter who they kill a child a teenager uh women and elder it really doesn't matter they there will be always a propaganda to promote that this human being deserves to be killed i mean this is what israel has been doing they have not they have not killed us through weapons and through uh, warplanes and through bullets but they have also killed us to uh, to dehumanize the concept of the palestinian citizen the concept of who's uh, worthy to be killed in the eyes of the western communities or not and getting along with these and trying to be, to debate them is 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 another way is another level of dehumanizing palestinians that's why it really doesn't matter if if, mm. if she's the daughter of the jihadi commander, because she's just a child, and no child deserves to to, to suffer this.
0: And I, and I think that's one of the things we talk about on this podcast a lot. That the moment you create an outgroup, you dehumanize the other, and when you dehumanize them. You can give yourself that kind of thing it's happening to them, not to, you know, not, not to another human being. So so that is part of the process. Absolutely. And I think it's I think I think you've explained that really well. I, I will I will come back and ask you, though, some of this is happening through the backdrop, really. I mean, Israel has launched this this uh, offensive and they've called it Breaking Dawn. But we are looking at a, a, an Israeli government that is yet again facing into another election. Uh, and this is unfortunately some of this plays very well with certain parts of the electorate. Do you feel that that this uh, some of this is, is actually is almost a, 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 a thing that's been done in the build up to another election? Is, is are, are our lives that cheap now?
1: Yeah, I think I think what you have just highlighted is very essential to understand also how the Israeli administration is performing. I mean, elections are happening, pre-elections is closely happening, so that's why they are kind of promoting for certain individuals inside the Israeli authority currently, the current Israeli authority. That's why it happened before. During the War of 2000, uh, of 2021, it happened, uh, I mean, several times escalations happened. It didn't turn out to be a war, of course. But what I'm trying to show that Israel is a blood thriving whenever there is something happening inside the Israeli government to promote certain individuals for the elections. This is uh, this is sorrowful to mention because using your blood to promote certain agenda is, re- is an absolute ridiculous
0: yeah and it is it is a worrying it is a worrying thing can i ask um overnight uh we that's you know the the fear is obviously that this does appear to be uh a escalation between and you can correct me but i'm i'm obviously looking at this from a couple of thousand kilometers away this does appear to be israel in a in a dispute uh with islamic jihad and not so much hamas has has that has that gone has that broadened yet and are are, is the is the counter strikes happening are are the other factions involved or is it still between israel and islamic jihad
1: yeah definitely i i personally believe the union between the Palestinian political factions is something essential. It has been essential so far. And this is what the Israeli propaganda has been doing for the past 15 years, especially when Hamas won the elections back in 2006, 2007, trying to separate the Palestinian factions far away from one another. And this is what Israel has been doing. So the, the, the issue, the dilemma of Israel's escalation or assault on Gaza is not limited to the existence of Hamas or the Jihadi Islamic Party. Let's get back to the history a little bit. Before even the existence of the Jihad Islamic Party, before the existence of Hamas Islamic Party, uh, how many slaughters Israel committed to, I mean, for the Palestinian indigenous populations in, inside inside Palestine? How many Palestinians were killed? How many Palestinians were expelled? So the, the, the existence of Israel has been, has been mainly based on the on the killing of the Palestinian indigenous, indigenous population and re- replacing them with uh, Jewish populations in, inside Palestine. So, limiting the context on the that it's an issue or exchange of fire between Hamas and Israel or jihad and Israel is just depriving uh, the context of history of the war crimes that Israel has been committing over the past 73 or more than 70 years uh, since the very first days of the Nakba and even before.
0: Um, there's also the, the, the question that why that the, this assassination of, um, uh, of, uh, Taisir al-Jabari wasn't really, you know, he wasn't, um, this, we keep seeing you know, a leader of Islamic jihad, yet he was, uh, by all accounts from accounts within Israel as well. He was, he was closer to the political wing. He was not a, a militant. So yeah, it's it, true. It, it doesn't actually tally with this idea of him being a threat, a substantial threat to the existence of the state of Israel. I'm, 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 I'm correcting that. Am I?
1: Yes, that's, that's definitely true. And I remember that I tweeted something about it, that uh, Jabir was not an essential, I would say, threat to Israel, as they claim. But as I said before, as I highlighted before, that it's about promoting certain, agenda, uh, certain agendas for the elections coming. So what they did a couple of days ago, I mean five days ago, they have detained uh, a commander of the islam of the jihad islamic party in the west bank but no response from the palestinian factions they have warned yes they have demanded uh, this commander to be released as soon as possible but there were no actual response from the political factions and what they exactly did because they insist on going into war with gaza or trying to create tension to promote these agendas with elections they have targeted and assassinated the commander of the Jihad Islamic Party in, in an attempt to separate uh, the uh, the process between Hamas i mean the uh, the union between Hamas especially Hamas and the Jihad Islamic Party uh, because they they represent uh, i mean the dominance of the political and resistance parties in Gaza so that's the agenda that, that they insist that they drag Gaza into this no matter, no matter what, what they responded. and even just to mention just to highlight, even after the, assass- the assassination of the commander in Gaza, there were a, a five hours gap between the response uh, I mean the, the retaliation response by the political resistance uh, uh, here in Gaza. So this is just to highlight that Israel has been planning for this all along. I mean, days and months before, and they wanted this uh, to happen before the elections to promote certain agendas, for especially uh, 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 Netanyahu coming into the new government as 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 uh, his party hopes for.
0: It's it's um, it's incredible that that man can be can be back into politics again, despite all of the previous things that he's carried on. You know, the corruption scandals, let alone his uh, continuing. You know treatment of the Palestinian people and and how it happens. It's it's absolutely bizarre to me that you but you refer to the to the response. Can you outline? I know there was a statement issued. You know a a, a sort of unity type statement issued from people within within Gaza, be, be it Hamas and Islamic Jihad. Can you just outline some what some response and where their actual you know what what type of escalations were where, where they Missiles or projectiles fired back towards the Israeli um, land and Israeli indeed to hit the Iron Dome um, security system.
1: Yes, of course. The retaliation response by the political factions happened yesterday at nine, uh, at nine PM. And uh, this this response is, of course, in in this response because they have assassinated uh, a a commander of the uh, of the Jihad Islamic Party in Gaza, and not to mention because, of course, uh, there is what Israel has been practicing in the West Bank and in Jerusalem over the past more than more than year and a half, especially what happens in Sheikh Jarrah, what happened of the invasion of Al-Aqsa Mosque a couple of times in the past few months, despite the several warnings by the political factions of Gaza, this that this is uh, this is alarming and this is uh, escalating the situation despite that every uh, political party here in Gaza intended to uh, uh, to preserve calmness and to at least to give the Gazan uh, citizens a space for them to relieve and for the economic prosperity because people here are dying and not particularly because of bombings, but they are dying because of the lack of food and water, job opportunities and things like these. So a, a moment, I would say, a time of, of, of calmness is essential for the people of Gaza, at least to for them to be able, and they will never be able to handle another round of exchange of fire. So the response happened, and the political parties started shooting rockets at the Palestinian-occupied territories in hope that this would uh, provoke an interest of the international community to interfere. But what the what they exactly did in that regard is that the U.S. administration uh, announced and uh, announced in support of uh, Israel's right of self-defense. What an earth self-defense? Since Israel started all of this with the assassination of the Jihad Islamic Party commander.
0: Well, I would even go back further and say that this has been escalating since you know, as you said, the Alaska mosque, the the the. The attempts to move palestinians from east jerusalem all of these things that have been coming for the last number of months and months and months that have been building these tensions and 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 pushing this and, and it goes back a lot yeah. further than them you know history didn't start when when we conveniently decide that it, we you know uh, that, that yeah. there is there are there are narratives here, sam and we, we need to be very careful of that i do want to ask a question because um because this makes you mentioned the economy and i remember how badly damaged Gaza was from the conflict in 2021 I'm, and I'm you know we it was devastated it, it, it required billions of, of of dollars to 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 rebuild and then we know when all some pledges were made money never materialized and even if money materialized um, some border crossings were closed, and 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 you yes. know the the essentials were denied. So when you say people are dying, people are actually dying because they may need what may be what may be seen as in Dublin routine surgery, but they cannot avail of it because the the the, the things yes. are not available. How is that situation now? Is has has that is is it still a case whereby haven't even gotten past twenty twenty one, and now we're facing unfortunately possibly days of 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 another escalation.
1: The situ I'm I'm not gonna lie about it, Tony. The the situation is becoming worse and worse daily. And people are starving, people don't have jobs, people don't have merely hope to survive this is also indicated by the uh, by the increasing numbers of people suffering the ptsd the suicidal ideation and so many other things that people that people are dying from inside and the economy in gaza has been collapsing not particularly in the recent escalations and i mean the years of escalation 2008 12 14 2021 and now it has been collapsing all along because of the closure the intentional closure to the to the limits that the israeli administration has has been counting calories. I mean, of food and and, and supplies coming inside wait, wait, of say, Gaza. Wait, wait say is, that again. Say that this again. This is they, totally they, a shocking. Been, fact that to imagine they've been counting. That
0: yes, counting calories. They been, they're saying
1: they have been. They have been. They have been calculating calories of consumption for Gaza and limiting the supplies based on the on the population of Gaza and in comparison to the calories counted by the Israeli administration. This is a, this is utterly shocking. It, it seems funny, but it's a reality. Mm. Uh, lots of raw materials are denied. And even if they are allowed, they are allowed with the prices higher than double or even triple mm. of the prices. And uh, lots of companies shut down because of the situation. It has It has been deteriorating all along. And not, not, not only to mention, people are immigrating from Gaza over the past 10 years. We have been witnessing this. I mean, huge numbers of youth, of entire families, they fled Gaza because the situation is deteriorating. And even to mention... Even when they try to flee Gaza, they are they are paying bribes to the Egyptian uh, administration for them to travel safely because, mm. uh, especially the majority of youth, they will be uh, denied access throughout Egypt Rafah crossing,
0: and and if they decide that they should want to return, it's made them almost impossible as well. Um, I mean, it's, no, we've, it's we really we've we, yeah, I, I, I we... yeah, it's really difficult. Just to give you a
1: context of of how the Palestinians are going out of Gaza, as I highlighted before, Gaza Strip has two access points in and out to Gaza, to the Gaza cities. One in the north area, uh, which is the Israeli Gaza, uh, we call it Bet Hanon, border uh, border's crossing, and the, uh, the other one is in the southern city of Gaza, of Gaza Strip called Rapah. It's between Rafah and Egypt borders crossing. And for the north one, which Israel entirely controls, of course, especially youth, they are like 99.99% denied access, no matter the reasons I mean uh, are. If you're going for medical purposes, for instance, you will be denied. If you're pursuing uh, uh, abroad uh, education, you will be denied as well. And this happened to me three times before. And the, the, uh, the only solution for us is to go throughout the Rafah-Egypt crossing, and for that crossing, Especially, youth they have to pay. They have to pay uh, uh, certain amounts of money. It it may reach to eight hundred dollars to one thousand dollars, depends on the coordination, as they call it coordination. But they are actually, in fact, they are bribes to the Egyptian authorities to allow especially youth to access the airport. And even if they did, there is something uh, uh, known. I believe it would be strange if if I explain to you that that they are allowed to enter Egypt, but they are not allowed to remain in uh, to remain inside. That's why they are deporting them in certain buses to the airport uh, uh, directly so that they can travel. And we call it like it's a deporting, it's a deporting process that they are not allowed uh, precisely to enter Egypt, but they are allowed to travel through Egypt. And this yeah. is a pretty complex to, to explain sometimes because this system has not existed in any airport or between any countries.
0: It's, it's incredible. I mean, uh, it was, it was, um, do you, you'll recall, I, I think it's, uh, I'm gonna forgive me my bad pronunciation, but I think it was Loe Al who was the, the, the engineer behind the project that put a helicopter on Mars. And, uh, you know, he, uh, uh, yeah. and he, he's, he's from Gaza and he's been yeah. obviously, you know, there's no, there's no way he can return and there's no way he can, of course, can visit. And, and even if he did, the, the, his father knows that the, the 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 home that they they lived in no longer exists. You know, we see these It's
1: really difficult. And even my friend, just to mention, Loayir Basuni is an incredible person. I talked to him personally a couple of times, and we wrote yeah. an article. And we are not numbers about him. He's an inspiration to lots of Palestinians, as well as a hope for us that people can at least understand that we're just human beings trying to live a normally a normal life. Yeah. Uh, even some of my friends who returned to Gaza, they've gained. A scholarship to study abroad, especially in the U.S. Uh, uh, in the U.S., once they return to visit their family, to, to visit their families, uh, they have never been able to return to their studies and they fail to fulfill uh, their program, their master's program or PhD programs. And that's why it is it, it's scary for them to return to Gaza because even if you're able to return, you might you might not be able to get back to your studies or your jobs or whatever you have outside.
0: I just want to ask one final question and I'm conscious of time and, and and your availability of electricity. But if, uh, I'm going into the realm of speculation now, do you think that this particular escalation is going to con- continue now for a number of days? Or is there hope that maybe this is going to, you know, that it, that it's, it, it began quickly and it will end quickly?
1: Okay, first, it's really funny to say that I'm not a war expert, but based on my experience living the previous wars, I can say that since Israel um, assassinated a a commander of, uh, a high commander, I would say, even if uh, on the political side of the Jihad Islamic Party here in Gaza, I expect that it would last at least for days coming. Hopefully, it, it will be revealed, of course, we will understand the situation tomorrow by the interference of the Egyptian authorities, uh, the mediation talks with Israel. But as far as I have been following yesterday night, the Israeli authorities responded to the Egyptian mediation uh, that they are refusing uh, to uh, to stop or cease the fire until the operations uh, objectives are fulfilled. That's what I have read in the Israeli media as well. So I don't expect a ceasefire in the next days. Hopefully it happens. I mean, as an individual, as a person, I hope for this. But with what we have in, uh, on the ground, um, this is not something close yet.
0: Just, uh, just to, to, to let listeners know that this is something that you need to raise your voices about. We have watched the world react, particularly the West react to the war in Ukraine, and we've seen it continually. And I, and I hate using that playing one side off the other, showing, you know, the hypocrisy of certain things. All people deserve support. Nobody should be the, um, the victims of of illegal wars and and invasions and this but we need to we need to know this this conflict has gone on for decades now and in particularly around yeah. gaza it's an occupation it's been it, it's been It's been encircled for, for, for 14, 15 years now at this stage. And when we're talking about these sort of things, we need to let people know. We need to raise it and say, you know, where is the outrage? Where is the, where are the people saying that this has to stop? Where is it? Where are we calling for this? And it's really, really important. So the call again goes out. We will try to continue to cover this, this here on, on the tortoise shack across the, across the the podcast platform. But, you know, we can only do so much. So I'm calling on listeners to please, please do that. Is Sam, is there anywhere you think people should, if they want to help, where, where you would recommend?
1: I believe helping is can be, can, I mean, helping Palestinians can be summed up in several, I don't want to call them notes, but I would like to call them advice. And, you know, seeking help from them is first amplifying the voices of Palestinians, any Palestinian platform any Palestinian journalist working on the ground, please do your best to amplify the voices, because that's what we've been doing over the past 15 years, is amplifying the voices of Palestinians. Uh, the second essential part, of course, as well, because your voices and your words as people living in the Western communities, they truly matter. You think sometimes that they don't, but they, they truly do. Uh, when, whenever you are pressuring your government, especially the citizens of the U.S. and the U.K., of course, because they are more influential when you are pressuring your uh, government officials, it really matters. It, it It is pressuring, and this is the power of the people, that they are determining the policies of their countries. So ignoring these facts, especially for the U.S. citizens, because they have uh, to acknowledge, either they like it or not, either they see it or not, that their tax uh, paying dollars. They are funding this occupation uh, on a yearly basis of 3.4 billions of dollars uh, provided to the Israeli administration or uh, on a yearly basis by the U.S. administration. So helping Palestinians is not necessarily uh, limited to providing funds for them or providing, I would say, uh, <laughs> amplifying their, their websites, but at least sharing their words, sharing their stories, because most of the times people are dying for those stories to come out.
0: Yeah. And I do. And I will say, go check out We Are Not Numbers as well. I've, I've spoken to Enos Haman on this podcast as well. And, and some of the, those things as well. I, I look, Sam Adwan, uh, people first should follow you first of all on, on social media at isam underscore Adwan. Uh, it'll be in the, it'll be in the bio. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me this morning. I know it's a difficult time. I really appreciate it. And I know it. it's one of those things where people, my inclination is always to say, stay safe, but in a, in a short, little in a in yeah. a compact area like Gaza, that's pretty much impossible because you don't know. Yeah. You you know, that's you just don't true. know. And, and, and it's condescending almost for me to say, stay safe because you yeah. didn't choose, you didn't choose to walk down the road where something just happened to happen. That's just that, that is unfortunately the event. And we see it this, as early as this morning. I think a, a motorcyclist was, was injured as well in, in a strike. So we see yeah. these things happening. Um, look, folks, please, please, please raise your voices. Uh, we will try to cover this as we go. Do check out the, the, the work Isam's, Isam is doing and, uh, please do try and let your politicians know that this is not happening without uh, some consequences thank you so much for listening and we'll be back as soon as uh unfortunately we'll probably be back with more as things develop talk to you soon take care bye-bye thank you sonny
1: tony and martin martin and tony speaking to interesting people only it's the Subscribe now on Patreon!